0: Let's go, let's, go, let's, go, let's
1: go, Big Red Monday and
2: Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hour number two of the show, live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Wolf and Luke on a Big Red Monday. Wolf, I know Kyler Murray after the game. They were talking to him uh, right after the game, and his direct quote on the defense was: the defense did their job. It was, you know, it was among other things, but that was one thing he said as I was driving around last night that really stood out. If the defense did their job, and for the most part, I agree. I know if if you if you just watch the highlights, or even if you watch the game, your lasting memory of that game is the defense letting the Chargers move down the field and score that touchdown, the final drive, and then the two point conversion looked like they could have ran that a hundred times and it was going to work a hundred times. But the defense held them to 17 points all game until that final drive, and they had just stopped them, and then only got to get off the field for about 19 seconds. So, it's hard for me to pin this on the defense. Yeah,
1: no, I'm with you on that one right there. Um, listen, uh, you you lose as a team, and so much of the time, you win as a team as well. Um, that certainly applied to yesterday. But I look at it like the Arizona Cardinals offense, once again, in that four. Fourth quarter, After doing a great job all game long, and suddenly there they were in the last four possessions. Went three and out, three and out, three and out, two and out. They ran 11 plays their last four possessions and gained 16 yards in those plays. So they struggled at the very end, which put the defense in a very difficult spot in that fourth quarter after they had played so well all game long. And... The defense, I, I think it, the microcosm was Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you you knew I was going to well, say that because well, we were talking about
2: this off the air, and we kind of both came to the same conclusion. He really he, he played great for three and a half quarters. He, I mean, that sack when they were when they were in a position where it was clear, I like, mean, it's Brandon Staley they're going to go for it, right? It's four down territory. They were, I think, they were even saying it on the TV broadcast because I went back and rewatched it uh, last night. They. Um, they couldn't even go for it on fourth because Isaiah right. Simmons just came right up the middle and got that sack and it was that felt like the sort of play where it's like, it's done. The Cardinals it win. It did.
1: It felt like that,
2: yes. And then they were back out on the field instantly. The Lightning defense against.
1: looked like how Isaiah Simmons played. <laughs> yes. Okay, for the entire game. Isaiah played well. He led the team in tackles with eight. He had that huge sack that you were talking about, minus thirteen. That was a huge play right there. He had a pass that was defense. I thought he was the best Cardinal defender on the field. And because his eyes weren't right on a two-point conversion... The Cardinals lost the game. Yep. He is the microcosm, if you will, of the entire game for the Cardinals.
2: He's, he's the face of the game. For, for yesterday's game specifically, he's the One face of
1: the game. mistake. And, okay, okay, I understand you could say Austin Eckler was well in the flat right there, and he, the pylon, the touchdown that actually put him in a position. Well, Austin to Eckler's forward. pretty good. He's pretty good. It's going to happen from time to time. What you don't want to see is a mental error, and that was a mental error to
2: the game as far as I'm concerned with his eyes. It would have been tough to stop that anyway because it was such a bang bang decisive play but I hear what you're saying you can you can go back and watch the replay Simmons for a split second is distracted, confused, whatever you want to call it and by then it's already over. And, and that's,
1: that's exactly what the Chargers wanted with
2: Austin Eckler yeah. put in motion. And and that's, that's what this is now because the Cardinals defense they've had a few games, quite a few games like this this season where it feels like if they make one mistake they lose. Yesterday would be one of them. You lose a game 19 to 9 to Seattle, you lose 20 to 17 to Philadelphia, you lose 20 to 12 to the Rams. Those are all games where the defense played well enough to win and I just read you four games that they lost all four of. Just think if you even just split those two games, you're 6 and 6 right now. Four and eight, and if I'm on the defense, I'm thinking I can't mess up at all. Now I, I know the defense was giving up points against San Francisco. They had a stretch there where they started giving up points, but sure. basically you can't make up, you can't make any mistakes. Buda Baker, after the game, was asked if the Chargers having so many chances in that fourth quarter wore down the defense.
3: Uh, no, I mean at the end of the day, you know I always try to preach to our guys. No matter where the ball is, our job as defensive players is to defend. Whether that's on our own five yard line or their own five yard line. Uh, wherever we're at wherever you know all the ball is set that's where we defend no matter what
1: and uh, you know that's a mindset each and every time we go out on that field I'm so proud of Buda Baker for saying that right there because once again and not a surprise that Buddha would no. say the right thing in that situation but so proud of him because that's the truth that's it right there. You never ever accept the fact as a player that you've got to have the stars aligned for you to go do your job. Ever. And and that's exactly... The part of it that really bothered me for the defense in the fourth quarter, the consecutive three and outs by the Arizona Cardinals offense, three and out, three and out, three and out, two and out, to end the game right there. Because that did put him out on the field a lot in that fourth quarter. And even though as a player, I will never accept that. I don't care. Put me out there the whole game. I don't care. I'll be out there 45 of the 60 minutes, and I will do my job, or I will try to do my job as hard as I possibly can, or go down in a flame, metaphorically speaking, on the field. Do your job, and... um. Buddha's right, but guess what? Even the legendary Vince Lombardi. Google it, my young crunk brothers. Vince Lombardi, a legendary coach in the National Football League that was known for his brutality in training camp and his physical mindset. Even the legendary Vince Lombardi said, Fatigue makes cowards of us all. And there is no way you're going to be able to convince me that the Cardinals defense wasn't fatigued. Is that an excuse? Heck no. Go do your job. Fight through it. Push through it. But it's a fact. When your lungs are burning and so are your legs and your arms feel like they're going to fall off because you're fighting off 330 pounders on every play. Yeah, it happens. It takes a wear on your body. Do you ever accept that as a player?
2: Never. Were you surprised at all that Staley went for two there at the end? I mean, he is I, I he was hyper aggressive. On the road. You know, I had this this thought watching it. I was like, I'm almost glad they're going for two. Now, obviously, that quickly went out the window because they converted the two. But it was almost like the offense hasn't moved the ball in an entire quarter. I kind of don't want to take my chances in overtime, but the problem was the defense had just been out there so long and the Chargers offense was just rolling. Here's Buddha on the two-point conversion.
3: Uh, you know, for me, uh, personally, I was in a situation where I'm uh, double-teaming my the slot receiver to the right. And, uh, you know, the ball gets caught to the left. So, for me, it's it, it's kind of like a broken record. I'm, if I'm on the right, it's going left. If I'm on the left, it's going right. And it's, it's kind of getting boring. But at the end of the day, I just got to continue to do my job.
2: Maybe just right. play defense like that. Just, okay, Buddha's going to be here, so I'm going to assume the ball's going over here. And I'll just be standing here.
1: yes. The eyes, man, once again, betrayed Isaiah Simmons in that situation. Just for a split second, he looked at Austin Eckler. That was That's it. exactly what they wanted him to do. Look at Austin Eckler for a split, just a blink of an eye, and
2: then dank, there it is. Yeah can't do it. That's what's getting frustrating watching these games. Yes, that, because that ended the game, basically. But it feels like, you reference the Seahawks play, it feels like the other team, when they need a couple yards, has a play that's almost foolproof they can go to, or they at least make it look foolproof. And it doesn't feel like the Cardinals have those plays right now hey, it's third and two, hey, it's fourth down, we're going for it. We have a a surefire play that we can go to, and I know that some of that is perception and just how the game looks, but some of it is the Chargers clearly went for two there because they had a play that they were pretty confident was going to work, and it did. And the numbers on the Cardinals' defense, four sacks, eight tackles for a loss, eight pass defenses, and 13 quarterback hits. (laughs) That's a pretty good effort from your Man. defense. I don't know Man. what more you really are going to ask of them. It's not like they gave up 40 points on top of that. They held the other team to 17 with a minute left. Uh, now it's your turn. Where's your frustration level after yesterday's loss to the Chargers? Give us a call at 602-260-9870. It's our listeners-only meeting, and it's next. Again, 602-260-9870. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bye, you, bro. Bye, you. Bye, you. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on
4: Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson
2: Ford. Alright, this is your chance to uh let your voice be heard on this cardinal season following that loss to the chargers yesterday 602 260-9870 the number to call into the show right here for our listeners only meeting it is wolf and luke we are live at the dignity health arizona cardinals training center here on this big red monday and let's start wolf with uh tom in phoenix tom what's going on oh uh, hi guys uh Oh, uh, before I
0: get to my uh, uh, comment, I just wanted to say uh, that before every game, the radio listeners hear uh, Wolf say, "Uh, grab a club, put on a kilt, and charge across the field. Now, I don't know that uh, you can play with a club, but I sure would like to see Wolf in a kilt. I wonder if there's any pictures on the Internet with that.
1: (laughs) No, there is never a picture and will never be a
2: picture on the Internet oh. with me in a
1: kilt. But thank you, Tom.
2: Next. All right. Uh, back out. To, you shot that one down pretty quick like you knew there are no uh, kilt pictures. Let's go no. out to uh, Lester in Mesa. Lester, what's I going on?
5: Connect with
1: us? No.
2: Lester. Hello? Hey, what's up? It
1: will be picture.
2: Lester, you there? You're on Hi. the air. Hey. Lester. Lester's gone. Next. All right. We're running through these today. I <laughs> still haven't go. gotten any comments on the Cardinals yet. Let's go out again. 602-260-9870 is the number of the show if you want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, the football team that play here in town. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Joe in Vegas. Joe's not even in town. Joe's no, in there. Vegas. Wow, I, that's That's impressive to make a call while you're in Vegas. Joe, what's going on? Hi
5: guys! Um, before I get to my little rant, um, I would never want to see Wolf in a kilt.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You're
5: welcome. Appreciate it. Um, in regards to uh, the Cardinals, I kind of predicted. Uh, I told my Cardinal buddies that this season was going to transpire kind of like this. I didn't see the Cardinals making the playoffs. Let's just go back to all the turmoil that happened in the offseason season with uh, Kyler scrubbing his Instagram, his agent being you know kind of an idiot, and then I think what really transpired, and you guys are all always been talking about on the radio how. Kyler Kyler Murray has, like, regressed and regressed. Is it possible, guys, that maybe Kyler Murray just played his ass off last year so he could get his money? And now that he's got his money, basically, he's just going to do what's best for him. Um, A lot of reports are he doesn't like to get hit. Um, Really what's going to happen in the long term for the Cardinals, and I hate to say this, is that... I think Kyler Murray's going to be playing for the Cardinals for about a couple more years, and then they're going to get rid of him. And unfortunately, Bill Bet- or Michael is going to have to pay him, like I think another $100 million for the next three years, even though he's not playing for the team. It's a real downer for the Cardinals fans, because ideally everyone thought Kyler Murray was the real deal. But I think really he just doesn't want to be part of this organization. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, okay. Joe. Thanks, Joe, for your call. Appreciate that right there. First of all, can I just say no quarterback likes to be hit. No quarterback enjoys being hit. Um, That's number one. Number two, Kyler Murray, uh, it wasn't just last year that he played really well. He played really well uh, his second year in the league as well. And he played well his rookie year uh, as a rookie. Well enough to win Offensive Rookie of the Year in the National Football League. So he got better every year his first three years. And to me, once again, I think he's only scratching the surface. Where he goes from here, it's up to Kyler. But he's got to agree at some point in time to go under center he's got to agree to do it go under center more and run the plays that a lot of the other teams in the league are running when that happens blending the old with the new i think you're going to see kyler murray take another step forward we'll see
2: yeah I, i don't i don't have the concern that some people have that kyler doesn't want it enough it's just i think it's what you said right there my concern with kyler would be has he plateaued? Has the league figured him out? Not to the sense yes. that he's suddenly a bad quarterback, but that they can contain him. That this is that the peak of his career will be a ten and two start and, and you know MVP conversation halfway through the season. Now it's up to him to readjust back. I've used this analogy before. This is a, a young hitter coming up in Major League Baseball that can hit. Great pitchers analogy. adjust, and then you got to adjust back. Great analogy. Kyler's got to adjust back. And to your point, if he was hesitant to do those things, I have to think after this season. He's not going to be hesitant anymore because that's the only way through this. Otherwise, this is what you're going to be. Maybe not four and eight, but yeah. not, not a not a Super Bowl contender Can
1: I just correct one thing I said right there? Josh Allen, he likes to be hit. I was going to say. Josh Allen doesn't mind being hit. He doesn't.
2: Jalen Hurts doesn't mind being hit. Jalen Hurts. Those is guys playing are out football of his mind. players, right, man. man. Seriously. Uh, back out to the phone. 602-260-9870. Let's talk to Jared in Wickenburg. Jared, you're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Good. What's up? All right. Yeah, you know,
0: our defense, you know, we're playing out our minds. You know, there's a couple games that they, they gave up 30 points or so. But, again, our offense wasn't scoring. And, and if we get those guys off the field, you know, and we get some points up, we can do okay. I think a lot of this has got to be I, – I really don't think that Cliff or Kyler knows how to read a defense. You know, I think maybe Cliff would have been in the league a little longer as a quarterback if he could read a defense. I don't know if he knows how to coach up a quarterback, how to read his defense and go through his progressions. and Like we've seen with Coy, McCoy back there in those last couple games, he was up there, he was watching his plays, he, he knew what to do when he walked up and seen a, you know, a cover two with safety over top, with over here, you know he knew that guy's going to be covered, to be looking for a second, third guy. Tyler, he's just so athletic, I think we, they figured him out. You know that That's it, he doesn't see his first guy, he's done to runs and 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 then with Cliff, it's the same thing. I, I really his his play calls is so erratic. Like this fourth or uh, in fourth quarter, you know, we we were there. We had at times, KK, we needed a drive to kill some time. But he just goes back to the same plays, you know. And, and so I don't know if that's just because he doesn't he can't figure out their defense yet or or not. It's just it, it's just overdone. It's just same things over and over. And, and and so, I don't know if that's just poor coaching or, or or neither one of them know how to figure it out. And it just gets it gets old, you know. Yeah. And, and I've been a season, season ticket holder for years, but the last two years, I've stopped going. It's just because of the same thing over and over again. I just It's just not as fun anymore. And, you know, I don't know if maybe I'm talking crazy, but that's what it seems like. <laughs>
2: no, no, I think a lot no, of people feel that way. Thanks. Crazy. Thank you, Jared. Look, uh, I. I mean, he he kind of alluded to what we've been talking about in the past, Wolf. If you don't you don't want apathy. That's essentially what ASU had before they made sure. this hire over right. the weekend. It was kind of Sun Devil Nation just being like, eh, "All right, whatever." There's a game. The Cardinals fans are not there. Cardinals fans are angry, which is not great either. But at least that's better than apathy. But you don't want to get to the point where you where there's a lot of them. Like Jared, like it's not fun to go to the games anymore. Sports are supposed to be fun, and there is there is a point of every team can't win. But man, is it frustrating. When you are built around your offense and you can't get a first down on your last three drives to win a game, so yeah, so demoralizing. You know, Kyler said it after the game too, of like, well, we shouldn't have been in that position at the end. And he was talking about the very final like you know twelve seconds. But you want to be in the position where a couple first downs wins you the game. Yeah. That's that's what's that's what's rough. Uh, let's do one more. Let's talk to Mike in Phoenix. Mike, what's going on?
3: Hey, how's it going, fellas? Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, sure. I've got a problem with the coaching. I'm sorry, man. I mean, how much more has, us Cardinal fans got to endure with this pain that... Uh, can the, the guy not win at the very end? I mean, we controlled that whole, um, you know, second half. It seemed like we had a seven-point lead and three drives. I think we gave, what, 16 yards and three drives? Um, yeah. I mean... If I'm watching the game, I mean correctly. I mean, I thought Hopkins was pretty, uh, you know, doing what not what he wanted, but he can get, you know, open and get a pass. I thought, um, you know, Brown had opening spots. Murray missed him on some, uh, you know, deep shots. You know, faded away on the thing. Um, I get that kind of happens. But I mean, how much more do we have to watch Kingsbury keep losing this games? Do the do the tape like Wolf says. Watch it. And I'm, I mean, I I love my Cardinals, man. But just like everyone else, this is we're fed up. I mean we got so much talent on this team to be four and eight. How many games have we should have won um if we would have had a different approach, a different coach, a different call, a one certain play away? So that all comes down to certain things, not just all on Murray and the offense and da da da. I mean, yeah, they made mistakes, defense made some mistakes yesterday, but they played good enough to win that game and that's why Cardinal fans are upset and that's why I'm upset. So
1: Yeah, brother, you know what? I I can totally understand why you're upset, and I just don't want to dismiss it out of hand right there. But once again, um, I'll give you a great example. You you say that it's coaching, and um, coaching goes along, no doubt about it, coaching goes along with playing a game. It's important. I don't want to make it sound like coaching is not important on game day. Hear, Hear me well on this, okay? I'm not trying to say that, but what I am trying to say is players' execution is critical. I'll give you a classic example. The, the Cardinals, first and ten, had the ball, and one of these three possessions to end the game, I believe it was the second to last possession, they had the ball, and the first play they ran was a, a play to James Conner up the middle, and Tranquil, the Mike Backer, came on a blitz and ran right by the guard, who was not looking for the blitz, who was supposed to pick him up as he was running through the gap, and he didn't do it. It's called a mental error. And suddenly, that blew up the entire play. And they lost two yards on the play. Are you going to blame the play call on that? Or are you going to blame the player? Blame the player. Because the execution was
2: not there. I think where you and I agree on this is there's more than one problem with this team right now. And so at four and eight, I'm looking, Wolf, of these eight losses, four of them were by one score. Two more were by 10 points, the two Seahawks games that were very winnable. This is the NFL in 2022. Most of your games are going to come down to the last couple minutes. That's that's the way it is. In Bill Belichick will tell you. It's the player, not the play. Oh, they get Bill Belichick next. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, when we come back, we'll switch gears to basketball. Two monster efforts from D.A. over the weekend. The Suns are suddenly the top team in the Western Conference again. What does Kevin Ray want to see tonight when they take on the Kings? We're going to ask him next. It's game day with K. Ray. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports,
4: the local sports leader. Cash it in from the court
2: wolf and Luke
0: brings the head, catching bodies on his way to the rack
2: sons game day with K-ray I'm ready for whatever I'm ready for whatever It is time for Game Day with K. Ray the Suns in Sacramento tonight to uh, take on the Sacramento Kings. Kevin Ray of Valley Sports joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. K., there's something I really want to ask you about, but I'll I'll try to be personable first. How was your uh, Thanksgiving?
4: <laughs> it was uh it was good, Luke. I was in in Big D, so I had some nice turkey and stuffing and uh got a, a solid little W to, to come home with. So All right,
2: that's awesome. What about DeAndre Ayton in those two games against Detroit and Utah? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Kevin, did you say Big D so or did you Barbados say now. Did you say Big B as in Barbados? What did you say? <laughs> Oh my goodness.
4: Big, big B is only uh in February. Well um, Big B okay, in, in November. <laughs>
2: that's awesome. All right. Well, uh, well okay, DeAndre Ayton, uh, that's that's two pretty remarkable games against Detroit on Friday and then especially Utah on Saturday. They were both great efforts. And it's not even the numbers, but twenty nine and twenty one are those those numbers are, are worth repeating. What did you see from the big man? Man, I don't know. I'm not going to
4: make eye contact with him. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm just going to, like, just whatever mojo is working, guys, that, that, that is it. I mean, EJ and I, the last, you know, even five games, when you look at the, the five double-doubles, but the last two games, but I'll say it, without D.A. on Friday night against Detroit, they don't win that game mm-hmm. yeah. they, they I mean everybody looked like they had extra helpings of turkey except D.A. <laughs> uh, they were slogging through a game against you know um, an inferior opponent and that's no disrespect to Detroit but it happens sometimes. But without D.A., uh, Detroit stuns the Suns. And, uh, you know, I, I I can't put a an exact finger on when, what. I just know that that's what the potential is. The bar has been raised, and that is what a number one overall pick, that is what a max player is supposed to look like. And if that's what we get, even close to that version, then... God help the rest of the
1: league. Yeah. Kay, do you think that Pat Bev and what happened with Pat Bev had anything to do with it? (laughs) Pat Bev plus three days of sitting in that and hearing about it maybe from you. Do you think that may have had anything to do with DeAndre Ayton and his physicality over those two games?
4: Look, I I, I I have a hard time giving Pat Bev credit for anything other than just being know, a knucklehead. I know exactly. But. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be but, poetic? Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. Um, I, I don't know that if that was the case that you know the, the DA would say as much. But but you know maybe sitting and stewing and hearing and saying it played over and over again. Maybe that was it. Uh, you know, I do know that, that Monty has had, you know, ongoing discussions with D.A. Um, after his slow start about, you know, the need to rebound. And not just D.A., but as a team rebounding. But And it does really look like the team has, you know, has, has heeded his message because uh, they about rebounded their opponent in six of the last seven games. You know, Book had double-digit rebounds the other night, but... I just know his teammates love seeing that that version of Da, and he said it afterwards. He's like, you know, I've got to be the energy guys. and the, yeah. the, you know the guys take their cue from me. and And he's right. And maybe it's just. Uh, an epiphany of sorts uh, for the big fella. I mean, he, he's a terrific young man. You you yeah. love seeing his, his smile, and it's just infectious, you know, being around his positive attitude. But look, at the end of the day, uh, you are a well-paid professional athlete, and, and you got to perform. And he is now backing it all up with, you know, with the kind of performances the sons wanted and, frankly, needed.
2: Talking to Kevin Ray of Valley Sports with those wins over the weekend, the Suns back and first in the Western Conference. And, Kay, I know that, that there's less of an emphasis on their regular season record this year, but specifically at Footprint Center, they are 11-1 to start this season. So even if they are putting less focus on the regular season, which is probably the right thing to do, they still seem to be pretty successful here early on in the regular season.
4: Yeah, and I think that's what what kind of stands out to me, Luke, is the fact that, A, they're playing so incredibly well at home. Um, and, and yes, they have not gone out with this attitude of, like, we're taking everybody down, you know, based on the frustration of losing the NBA Finals. You look at the Boston Celtics, and I've had this conversation with a number of people, but the Celtics this year are playing like the Suns did last year, which is they're trying to exact revenge a regular season opponent right now Um, you know they've got the best record in the league with just four losses Uh, but you know as we sit from afar you say okay at, at what cost in April and May uh the Suns can't concern themselves with that. The fact that they are leading the you know the Western Conference here without Chris Paul, you know, nine games uh, without Cam Johnson. We've seen Monty, you know, really, uh, you know, I, I I've been so impressed with Monty and the staff. Even going back to the other night with busy having moved up into that backup center role for the last few games. And Monty and his staff just felt like, man, we gotta, we got to do something to shake this up. And Jock Landale came in, and the Aussie just came in and made a, I mean, it was a five-minute hailstorm uh, from Jock Landale and Ish Wainwright. And to see the staff entrust those guys in those kind of situations, I just think it's going to pay huge dividends down the road. Okay.
1: Have you heard anything about Cam Johnson in return to it's gonna be one month or closer to two months in his return? Have you heard anything? Give us the latest.
4: I yeah, I, I have not Wolf and and you know, frankly, I just I think that I think we should all you know, just look at that two-month mark. Um, I think that they they will approach it much like they have with Chris Paul or or any player who is injured. Which is, look, if if we're finding ways to win games and we can give this guy a week, ten days, two weeks, then then that's the approach that they take. Allow him to really get his body strong and fully recover.
2: Well, the good news is we're already three and a half weeks into that one-to-two-month uh, window. Right, right. Beautiful. K-Ray, okay, great stuff as always, man. And I actually am glad you had a good Thanksgiving. Just not as happy as, as I am <laughs> you, about D.A. You are, a,
4: you, you are a smooth operator, Luke. I mean, with that
2: personal touch. That's <laughs> why yeah,
1: so I'm here. Can't wait for Big B. Thank you very much. Appreciate
4: you. <laughs>
2: okay. Have a good one, boy. It's all good. All right, you too. That's Kevin Ray of Bally Sports sculling in on the Arizona sports line right there. When we come back, all right, Cardinals offense finally had Hollywood and Hopkins on the field at the same time for the first time ever so how did it look we'll get into that next it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports the local sports leader Big Red Monday
4: and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports presented by
2: Sanderson Ford the best play is at Sanderson Ford Uh, Welcome back to the show. We are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Great to talk to Kevin Ray, and we'll get back into Suns in a little bit because the performance by DeAndre Ayton over the weekend was exactly what everybody's been waiting for. Uh, We'll also talk to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. He will join us at 145 as he does every Big Red Monday. And it gets a little crazy now, Wolf, because the Cardinals are on bye week coming up. And then the following week, they'll actually play on Monday night again uh, against the Patriots of all teams. So a little bit of a a change in scheduling going forward. We'll still have Cliff on after uh, all the games. And that, of course, includes today. And yesterday's game, Wolf, was the first time, finally, that we got to see DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown on the field together in Cardinals uniforms. And... It wasn't like they blew me away, like, oh, nobody can stop this tandem, but it was also only their first game together. I did think the offense looked pretty good for three quarters, Um I I mean, regardless of what else happens here the rest of the season, I want to see more of Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins on the field together.
1: So just ask yourself right now, do you think it was a coincidence that the Arizona Cardinals ran the ball as effectively as they did, especially when you have four backups starting on your offensive line? Uh, No. No. Why do you think that may have been? Well, maybe because you're playing that second safety high once again. I mean, this is the way that you've got to be able to run the ball. This is why. You've got to be able to run the ball in the National Football League when defenses are going with so many cover two shells two safeties high and now walking a safety down into the box. You got to be able to run the ball to suck that safety down at some point in time and now all of a sudden you throw the ball. It was no coincidence to me at least that James Conner rushed for 120 yards on 25 carries and the Cardinals overall rushed for 181 yards because you had two safeties high so much of the time. Why? Because of Marquise Brown, of course, and because of D Hop. That's a good place to start right there. That's the kind of impact they make. Not just the stat box, not just this, the individual statistics of the game, but just the game overall, the way they impact how a defense is going to play you.
2: Yeah, ideally, those guys will be out there together for all 17 games next year, right? And they allow you, for lack of a better term, to basically mold the defense in front of you. Okay, well, we want you to do this. We're going to stretch you out this way because we can throw Hollywood over the top. The Cardinals will need to throw <laughs> over the top more, but we we, may, we have him as a threat. We have DeAndre Hopkins as a threat everywhere. Yeah, it'd be cool to also have Rondale Moore and Zach Ertz. That was sort of the vision for the offense. Op- offense, But these are the two specifically that I wanted to see together, Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. And you're obviously, I mean, you're, you're right on with that. You're suddenly able to run the ball a lot better because... The other team can't just go up there and be like, they got nobody to throw to, and their quarterback is scrambling. We just have to worry about Kyler running, James Conner running. Well, then they'll shut it down, for the most part. Yesterday, I think a a major reason why we saw the balance on offense was because the Cardinals had their two biggest weapons on offense, other than their quarterback. Uh, Kyler Murray, after the game, talked about having his top two receivers out there together finally.
0: Feel good to have him back out there. Uh, you know not some things we wish we had back obviously but um, to have them back out there on the same field it was, it was you know that was the first time actually so um it was good to see them both in action
1: Yeah, I would agree with that right there. Once again, the Arizona Cardinals overall, with D-Hop and Hollywood Brown out there, they were balanced. This is what's got me really, really excited. They were balanced, and so much of the reason why is because of what I just said. The fact that they were playing a lot of that cover two shell. They had run the ball as well more times than they actually threw the ball. They ran the ball yesterday more than they actually threw the ball. And, you know what, they had 14 targets between them for 10 receptions and um, well over 100 yards, of course, and only one touchdown. But the Chargers' secondary, for the most part, is average. They're not great. They're not bad. They're average. But the balance with this offense was so evident, was it not? You could just see it, the balance once again. This is something they've got to build on and develop as they go forward.
2: Uh, Cliff Kingsbury yesterday talking about having Hollywood, Kyler, and Hopkins all out there together.
1: Yeah, I thought they played at a high level at times, and there's some things we'd like to have back. But um, we just got to continue to work together and build that rapport with those two guys out there and um, go from there.
2: Look, it, it's it's a process having those three guys really get going and really start clicking, right? It's a process that should happen during the preseason, and we should be talking about them out there together for the first time after the Week 1 game. Unfortunately, now we're talking about it after Week 12, but that's just the way the season has played out. But if you, again, if you're optimistic of this team turning a corner the rest of this season or next season, it starts with those three guys. That's what your offense... I'd throw James Conner in there, too, but it really starts... If you're looking for something that can make this offense special, it starts with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Hollywood Brown, that trio together.
1: And once again, I think the offense overall, when you stop and think about how they played, uh, especially through three quarters, once again, that fourth quarter, there's no excuse for it, but through three quarters, they took the lead, they lost the lead took the lead back, allowed the Chargers to tie the game up 17-17, took the lead again. They looked destined to win the game. Again, they were, playing, they were playing in a way that we haven't seen a lot of. The resiliency of this offense coming back. It's one of the reasons why Kyler was talking about the fact they thought, we all thought we were going to win the game. I thought they were going to win the game because of their offense. Because it looked like, oh, here it is. Their offense is back. Back. Dave Pash felt exactly the same way as us up in the booth watching this. Everybody in the booth felt as though they were going to win the game. Why? Because their offense was back. And then suddenly they may have gotten too conservative in the fourth quarter. I don't know. What I do know is they went three and out, three and out, three and out, two and out.
2: You're not going to win a lot of the last games that four way. possessions. Not in the NFL anymore. I mean, you're, you're rarely going to be up by so many points that you can go three and out three and out three and out two and out you'd have to be up by 17 to feel comfortable with that and and the thing is they were up 24-17 went three and out they were still up 24-17 went three and out they were still up 24-17 and went three and out that's why if I'm on the defense not that I'm pointing fingers but I'm like hey I did 99% of my job. Now, you would like to do it when it matters most at the end, but I'm not going to overreact if I'm the defense and be like, we got to change everything because you held that seven-point lead three different times, and... Yeah, that's why it's frustrating, because you're right. Going into that game, if you had said, who's going to win this? I don't think I would have picked the Cardinals. But at halftime, I would have been like, yeah, the Chargers seem... Herbert always seems to play better in the second half Definitely of games. at the
1: end of three quarters, I would have said. Yeah. Even at the end of three quarters, man, because of what they had done, how resilient they were, coming back three times to take the lead. Um, yeah, I would have said, yeah, they're going to win this
2: game, man. And I did. As a matter of fact, that that is something we haven't seen from them much this season. There just haven't been a lot of games where the lead has switched back and forth. I was looking at that during the game yesterday. There's quite a few games where the Cardinals have just never led Correct. this season, and then some of the games they led, they 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 that was it. They don't give up the lead. What was the stat on Cliff going into to yesterday? I think he was twenty three and two when he's up at halftime. The Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury, that yeah, was something stunning. Yeah, and now of course that yesterday was the anomaly, and uh, and the Chargers are they're a desperate team, the Cardinals. I like that they still played with desperation. I am admittedly a little worried as to how this team looks now coming out of the bye mentally because of everything you just said. Because of the fact they went to that game yesterday knowing the playoffs were a long shot, but they still showed resiliency all game. Had they gotten rewarded, even if they were out of the playoffs for sure, you know that's it's more likely you follow that up with more of the same. When you do all that, for 59 minutes and come out of the game with a loss anyway. That's the sort of, sort of game that can really do some damage to a team. So hopefully it didn't. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.